There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hello and welcome to Your Booked, the podcast for literary nosy parkers. I'm your book inspector, Daisy Buchanan, and I've got a very exciting guest coming up. It's author, comic, live at the Apollo host and self-described legend, Lou Sanders. First order of business, I'm going to be at the Henley Literary Festival on the 7th of October with Jaspreet Kaur and Isabel Dortier and Rob Rinder. Go to henleyliteraryfestival.co.uk for tickets. My creative writing workshop on the 6th is now sold out, but there may be returns. If you'd like to hear about future workshops or sign up for my next writing course, write like a reader, you'll be wanting my Substack, creativeconfidenceclinic.substack.com. If you'd like access to some bonus content, upcoming talks and masterclasses, you can sign up for the whole enchilada, which is currently half price, £35 pounds for the year. But the beauty of Substack is that you can, of course, get in on it globally. Then, the Margate Bookie is coming on the 21st and 22nd of October. If you like today's episode with Lou, you can come and see her with me and Andy Osho. This is the biggest bookie ever. We've also got Yomi Adagoki, Grace Dent, Lucy Vine, Adam Kay, Jacqueline Crooks, Tessa Hadley, Deborah Levy. And that really is just the tip of the literary iceberg. Go to margatebookie.com for tickets and info. Now, Lou. I'm a massive fan. I love her podcast, Cuddle Club. I love her on Taskmaster. I love her on Unforgivable with podcast alumnus Mel Giedroyk. And I love her book, What Is That Lady Doing? False Starts and Happy Endings. It's a riot. It's raw, hysterically funny and devastatingly sad, but ultimately hopeful. Lou writes like an angel, albeit an angel who's lit her cigarette the wrong way around. There's hope, there's healing and there's a band called Jeff Leopard. Lou came to mind for a vegan jam tart and we talked about Deborah Levy, Louise Hay, Marion Keys and Morning Pages. So Lou, I'm going to start Ooh. with Louise Hay because I'm a massive fan of Cuddle Club. You're brilliant. Oh, first. thank you. And I know that Louise Hay comes she, up a she lot. Features, yeah. She's come back for the dead for us. Yeah. Um, so when did you first encounter this book? I mean, the, this book, my oh, copy. Oh, yeah, You Can Heal Your Life. Room. Oh, um, actually, I don't know if I've read that one. Big fan, <laughs> big fan. <laughs> is this not where she tells you, like, you know, oh, what, what's going on in your body? It and is, it's the... just got a different cover to my oh. one. <laughs> <laughs> I see, I see. That's yes, okay. is that got, but yours looks bigger. Mine's like a flick through, like a, 
A to Z kind of is thing. Yours, maybe mine's just got it in the back. Also, I think mine's a second-hand copy and it's a bit grubby. But yeah, it's got this index here. Oh, coma. I opened it on coma. Go on. It's a sign. <laughs> if you have a coma... Can I guess? Can I guess? Yeah. Um, you're not really involved in life and you're trying to sort of opt out a bit. Oh, very, very close. Mm. It's very close. Um, fear, escaping something or someone. Yes, okay. Who among us hasn't been avoiding a who, deadline? Who or amongst a us hasn't been in a coma? Gone in a coma. Yeah. <laughs> also, after coma, the next entry is come duns. Come duns. What, what, what's come duns? <laughs> come duns with is me. Is that what I think come it is? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> Anyway, where did you meet Louise Hay on the page? Or did you ever meet oh, her? Oh, yeah, when I was about 13, like I was really into that kind of stuff, like astrology and then like healing. Weird for a 13-year-old. Don't worry, I was also into drugs and being cool. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I went to a spiritualist church when I was little around like Margate, Ramsgate. Does Dale not get to sit down? No, oh dear, that's a sad indictment of your <laughs> relationship. <laughs> Come on, Dale, sit yourself down on the end there. That's a producer. We'll let him sit down. He is a man against two women, but we'll let him sit down. I feel terrible in all five odd years of doing this. I have never, wow. ever offered producer Dale. That's seat. terrible. Dale, are you okay? Yes, sir. Hang you on, am I saying me. his name right? Dale. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought that, and then I thought you called him Dave, and I felt so embarrassed. <laughs> but <laughs> imagine calling him. You could really trick someone, say this is Dale, and then call them different names, and then see what the other person does. I mean, I do sometimes call him Dave, but only when we're alone, for <laughs> private reasons. Bedroom Dave, <laughs> kitchen Dave. Yeah, like I used to go to a spiritualist church. Did I say that in the book? I don't know. I can't remember what I said in the book, but I used to get like hands-on healing by some sort of seven... They, they appear to be 70, 80, but everyone does when you're young, don't they? And they do like hands-on healing. It's weird for a 13-year-old to go to a healing church, isn't it? So I wandered in by myself. Did you then? Because that's so... Oh, so I don't remember this being in your book but I was really like compelled by it and um (laughs) reading very very quickly Mm. and um Jeff Leppard I remember yeah 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 Jeff Leppard yeah I've got that right haven't it's not Dave Leppard no 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 Uh, (laughs) it's it's Dale Leppard (laughs) (laughs) so what you just you like the look of it and thought what do you mean the performing the the spiritualist church oh yeah yeah the the spiritualist just no I think I thought I needed healing from the inside I think I was quite lost and I thought well maybe that's well the phrase clutching at straws comes to mind (laughs) but I liked it as well it's very relaxing to have you know a nice lady's hands of just above your head and I suppose you know they would say and I'm not you know I'm certainly curious about that world Mm. um you're led to it because yeah, yeah. it's where you need to be. Yeah, because if you're going past, if you're 13 and you're going past a thing with a sign on the door saying healing church, well, I don't know. It takes, like, yeah, I think it's funny on Instagram these days, they've always got things like, you were meant to see this. And I think they've pushed that too far. Like, it's a bit, like, people are just desperately looking for signs, aren't they? You were meant to see this. It's like, what rugby position would you be at? <laughs> but it's not. It's always some spiritual thing of, like, you need to believe in yourself or whatever. Because I suppose we are always looking for answers. Yeah. And we have been for hundreds of thousands of years. And I think, you know, that's something I think of a lot with books and things mm. like, because I love reading mm. self-help and 
you know, some of it I find really comforting and useful yeah. and some of it I think is just hilarious and ridiculous, but it's existed for a lot longer than yeah. we realise. Yeah. Oh, no, I love those kind of books. I feel like why wouldn't you want to improve yourself in every way? Actually, I don't improve myself intellectually enough. But, um, yeah, I've always been interested in, I hate the phrase self-help books, but I guess that's what they are. You know, like, well, you could call, what could you call them that's like a better bre- a better branding? I'm yeah. sure that the Victorians would have had a word for it. We will yeah. we'll think of something great, but meanwhile, can yeah. we talk about your book, which yeah. I think is a kind of self-help book, because I absolutely adored it. And it combines my two favourite things, which yeah. is, I will happily read anything written by a comic and I'm a huge fan of your work I also love any book that talks about um I want to say substance abuse is that fair I don't know how you want to kind of just like having a lot I guess we've all lived I don't think my uh kind of I hate to say story my story in my words I don't think my story is any different to anyone else's in a way like I think everyone you know, has gone and done like d- dumb stuff and not dumb stuff. And then, <clears throat> yeah. So I think, and I just tried to add little pearls of wisdom that I've learned and then, but make it funny as well. So yeah, but I think lots of people are identifying with it. So I don't think it's, yeah. I don't think it's anything special, but I really pulled my heart into the page. But yeah, as I said in the kitchen, a lot of my family aren't talking to me. So <laughs> Mm. But yeah, but I think I just, it's, it's I, hope it's, I hope it's worthwhile sales wise <laughs> <laughs> for me to have no family left. Listeners, you must rush out and make it worth <laughs> lose. Well, honestly, it is so good. And I think I just thought I'll have it written. I kind of knew as well because um, I was very lucky, and I think you sent it to me in like a PDF or not, yeah, yeah, in a yeah. Microsoft Word document. Yeah, and I thought we'll get it on my Kindle and I'll start reading, and then I'll probably like eventually finish it on Audible because it's you know when it's that slightly. Yeah, you know, yeah, I know yeah. I'm going to be like one of those like old Victorian ladies who goes blind from lace making. Nah, but um, I, you know, it's such a cliche, so I couldn't put it down. But I couldn't. I was, and I think it's because of you know your voice, and it just yeah, it feels really, really generous. And I think there are so many readers who will think, oh God, that I felt that, and I've mm. had that emotion, mm. and I've been. I've gone through this and mm. I've tried to block it out and you know we do all feel that bit more held I suppose and a bit a bit less ashamed of mm. especially you know those of us who are like raised and socialized as women are always yeah. bloody ashamed of something it's how they make money from us I know yeah men have got their own shames of course um dicks money whatever but um <laughs> the big ones the two that big ones. would have been a and a good alternative title. Yeah, take some money. <laughs> Which we should actually say the title, um, because I will be yeah. mentioned before, but it's... Um, What's That Lady Doing? What's That Lady Full Doing? Full starts and happy endings in the end. But um, Yes, because when I heard about the book and about the happy endings, and yes. you said, you know, there are some happy endings, I thought, ah, oh, that's a good joke. She's yeah. doing a bit. But it's like, no, really? But there are some They're happy in endings. There. there are, yeah, yeah. But yeah, but you bought a book out, and I got the PDF of that, and I'm very lucky, and then I bought it on Audible. Because, yeah, it's brilliant. I'm, I've still got one hour left. Um, so good, though. I didn't listen to it for ages because I had deadlines. And now I can't stop listening. So anytime I'm, like, in the kitchen or in the bedroom. Yes, I listen in the bedroom. That's where my <laughs> Lexus are. Then I'm just so excited because I get to listen to more of it before I go out. Oh, thank you so much. It races along and it's got really good topics, really good themes, you know. 
But Natalie Simpson, who reads it, yeah, she's great. Really, really, she's brilliant. amazing. Yeah, she does an Australian accent as well, which is really good. So I find it very hard to listen to things that I have written because I just want to kind of go edit them. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's when I was reading it for the audiobook, I did have a couple of. I had like four or five changes where I was like, I've used the same word in the same paragraph or, you know, something like that that you're like, oh, this is ruining everything. But I dare say other people won't notice really, you know. When you're when you're in the book, I've never done it. I've never ever been, even when I've written non-fiction, I wasn't allowed to read the audio book. Why? I felt very sad about it. I'm, Hang on, what when you wrote biography about your life? Yeah. That's crazy. Someone, an actor, he sounds quite looked like no, me called Lily. No, he was no, very good. No, no. In fact. You've got to put your foot down on that point. I almost feel like hiring Lily to live my life. I think she'd be slightly <laughs> better at it than I am. Um, so have you um, Dale's enjoyed any other books? Hint of Lily being you. <laughs> um, Dave and Lily. Um, are there any other books you've listened to on audio that you've really enjoyed? Or any audio books that you would love yeah. to narrate? Yeah, recently I listened to Emma Gannon, um, The Success Myth, which was really good on audio. And then, um, apart from that, it's a lot of. Well, actually, let's have a look at my library, ooh, shall we? We can do that now that we're here. Yes. I love Emma. She is a friend and a ah, friend of the podcast. Is she? And yeah, brilliant. She's brilliant. Um, it was really interesting. I've been telling loads of comics to read it because they need to. Oh, The Champ and the Chump by Nicholas uh, by James McNicholas. Oh, I don't know that. Yeah, that? he's a comedian, and um, his granddad was like a famous boxer. So, and like really working class, and he was put through private school. And it's just the differences in their life. The War of Art, that's an old classic. The Power of Now, which of course I've read before, but you've got to dip back in. Is that Eckhart Tolle? Mm. Conversations with God, A Course in Miracles, Write for Life by Julia Cameron, and then it's a lot of like screenwriting books. Oh, Stories I Might Regret Telling You by Martha Wainwright. That was okay. Oh, that was a funny one. Pussy by Regina Thomas Hower. That's about the power of the pussy. <laughs> So there's that non-fiction. Non-fiction, yeah. I sort of had a vague, like, I think I'd remember a book called Pussy, but maybe I do, but... Um... No. I had a line in it for an Edinburgh show. Um, I mean, the book is absolutely mad in a way. Some of the stuff she's saying, I'm thinking, I think you've gone a bit too far here. <laughs> do you think it's sort of having to, like, you know, 90,000 words on the pussy and you're like I've, I've got to think of something yeah I do <laughs> I no but she was quite she said what did she say about it she's like oh my god some of the stuff she said I was like I don't think you can put this in a book it's very unethical she said if you like someone if you've got feelings for someone and they don't like you I'm sure she honestly suggested and this is great get ready for something gross if any kids are listening to cover their ears oh I can't believe I'm saying this and bear in mind it's not my idea I'm actually anti it she's a Put a toothbrush up your... And then um, leave your stuff on it for him. And make him oh, fall in love with you or something. For them to brush their teeth yes, with. And something that would like, be... Yeah, I'm sure she said that. And I thought that is deeply unethical. And then she also suggested... Um, <laughs> don't use this as a pull quote. For <laughs> <laughs> putting a bit of your natural thing th- uh, behind your ears to empower you in the day. I'd like to say I'd never done that, thank you. Oh, there was a book called Wetlands, I think, and I can't remember who wrote it, and I think it came out around the sort of 2000s-ish when I was um, a teenager, and I remember that being in the book and kind of scandalising people. And then it was on TikTok a oh, year ago really? or two years ago, and I was like, well, this is old news. I mean, yeah. I've been doing it every day since yeah. I was a teenager. <laughs> How do you think I got five book deals? But, <laughs> That's you. 
I was like, you give me this book contract or I will take your toothbrush and I will shove <laughs> oh, it up my... It's just but too much. That's isn't something, isn't it, about relationships and misunderstandings and manipulation and all the books that we think of and the novels we think of as being like phenomenally romantic and then we go and look back and we're like, oh no, actually that is, that's someone oh, doing yeah, something yeah, yeah. that wasn't toothbrush related but it's still yeah. somehow yeah. creepy and weird yeah and I think all the time about um in normal people and I remember this really clearly on the tv show and I think it must yeah of course it must have been in the book but I don't remember it so vividly when Connor just wants to tell Marianne that he's in love with her and wants to be with her and the way it comes out is him saying so I'll move out and I'll not see you for the whole summer and you're like what are you doing that this is all the messages we get from books, whether they're non-fiction or fiction, yeah. are like, that thing you want to do and that thing you want to say to a person, do the opposite. Yeah, right. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, so you, I thought in popular culture, we're always told that the man is going to like swoon and chase us and stuff. But so... So I think we are told to, you know, allow ourselves to be chased or like yeah. not like if you like someone for god's sake don't tell them oh. keep it a secret to take it to the grave right yeah 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 i think you should like you should know if someone likes you though i i like it's funny when i used to be quite obsessive about men um i've got a friend called georgie and she's such a good friend she's like one of my best friends and she had always assume that the men are in love with me because she loves me so she she used to give me terrible advice we had we laugh about it now like if someone doesn't like me she's like well he's obsessed with you darling you don't take no for an answer <laughs> she'd just be like give me terrible advice and I'd be like hey, I love don't take no for an answer like I'm already imagining Georgie in a pinstripe suit like make the love deal <laughs> she's more sort of gold and sort of floral but she wafts around so again he's obsessed <laughs> But um, you have to not listen to that. But I think you have to sort of listen to what people are telling you. I think <laughs> if they're saying I move out, it's just be like, yeah, go on then. Because I've obviously got commitment issues. I was wondering whether you read any memoirs, either kind of in preparation oh, yeah. for writing one, or if there are any memoirs that made you think I'd love to. Yeah, well, I read um, when I'd already got my book deal and was sort of halfway through. I read um, Deborah Levy. So, oh, I had a oh, spooky feeling you might have been going yeah. to say Deborah Levy. One of my favourite authors is Deborah Levy, and. I've only just discovered her, so I'm, I haven't read. I've got some books still to read of hers, um, but I've read all her. Well, she did a trilogy biography, didn't she? Like, um, do you know the one I mean? And then did she call them like the life writing or the living biographies? And there's one called so. The Cost of Living. The Cost of Living is my favourite one. Yeah, I think that's number two. But I accidentally started at number two because I didn't realise there were three. And um, then I went back to her early life, and then I finished it off. You know with the last one but oh my god it's brilliant she's so good she's such a good writer do you like her i love her and yet same i was late to the party and everyone's saying you must read her you must read her and i thought well i know i'll like her and you know the joy and pain of doing this is i've always got 50 books to read and i'm always so behind yeah Um, and i read hot milk which that's what i've got to read yeah loved and it wasn't what i was expecting and it sort of pulled me in then it got much darker and weirder than I thought it was going to go and I loved the idea of reading The Cost of Living partly I think because I'm so curious about how she am I right in thinking she wrote a book that was fairly well received and I think she was maybe married to a playwright oh, yeah, and got divorced was, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then became sort of phenomenally successful in her 50s yeah that is I, the stories but I love. then she doesn't think she's successful enough so when you read her book you're sort of thinking well she bought a 
apartment in Paris, but she'd always dreamed of, because um, real estate, I think, is the last one. And she's sort of, you know, dreaming of having, you know, property with a garden or land, you know, and and seeing where she's going to sort of lay down her roots. So I, I couldn't really tell how successful she was, you know, I don't know. But she, the joy of small things and the way she describes things and the way she sort of supports young women and I don't know. And, and the second book, The Cost of Living one, was a little bit how women sort of get overlooked, overlooked by the industry in the way that men don't. And then you know, all the domestic labour that she did in her marriage and, yeah, basically, do you want to be an artist or do mm. you want to be... It's hard to have both. But then, and I feel like a really bad feminist because the bits I remember about that book and I loved her, I think cause she's got, like, a little like, wagon she has on a bike or something and she's always having people over for dinner and it's, like, yeah, roast chicken yeah, and some yeah. gorgeous mangellery, raccoon, bohemia. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So then she's sort of finding, piecing herself together and, you know, finding... The joy in life. She talks about swimming away from the boat and the boats of her marriage and stuff. Mm. Oh, it's amazing. I love the start of it where she talks about this young woman talking to um, a man on the beach and the man's of double her age. And she's just had this experience where she felt she was going to nearly die on a boat. And I think this is true. And then the man's speaking to her and she's saying, well, these people didn't wait for me and, you know, telling a story. And he's like, oh, you talk a lot, don't you? And he wants to tell his story and he wants her to be an audience. And she's come with her own story and he's like, no, no, no. You'll be a player in mine, not not the main event in yours. You know what I mean? The way she describes how that plays out, I thought it was, you know, brilliant. And it's really perceptive, isn't it? And, mm. you know, I think, you know, everyone, every woman who reads it, like, you know, it's sort of, it, your gut twist because you're like, yeah. I've, I have been in some version of that. Yeah. Like, I've made myself smaller because I felt that I would do better as an audience member and yeah, not the yeah. main character. And I love, and we can all play parts in each other's stories, but he just was wanted to shut this mm. young girl down. She's just had a big experience where, I don't know, but and I love the way that she loves seeing her daughter's friends and cooking for her daughter's friends. And yeah, I don't know, I thought it was beautiful. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. We'll be back with Lou soon, but now it's time for my Steal of the Week. I've chosen Factory Girls by Michelle Gollin, the story of Maeve and her two best friends working in a shirt factory in Northern Ireland while they wait for their A-levels. This is filthy, furiously funny and gorgeously written, a vicious, visceral and moving story about class, ambition and teenage dreaming. I loved it so much and I think you will too. Factory Girls by Michelle Gollin is published by John Murray and out now. Now back to Lou. Um, so Nina Stibby, um, I don't know if you have come across Nina. She wrote Love Nina was her no, big no. book, and she's written novels as well. She's really, really funny. Yeah, she's got a book coming out in November. It's called Went to London, Took the Dog, I think, or Gone to London, Took mm, the Dog. That's a good title, yeah. Um, and it is about how it's her diaries of the year where she decided in her sixties that she was going to leave her marriage or have like a sabbatical from her marriage, leave Cornwall, live in London. Um, she lives in um, the writer Deborah Mogok's spare room in Hampstead-ish, and it's very it's like one of those old fashioned kind of literary novels, but set here and now. But what's so lovely is that Nina has this amazing friendship with her grown-up kids who are these characters in the story and they're just so funny and so great and Nina's so welcoming of them and of their friends and their lives and it's a woman in her early 60s being curious about kind of youth and love and how people are living there's um I shouldn't reveal too many book spoilers, but it made me laugh so much. There's just a one-day entry where she's with um, Alf, her son, who's in her 20s, and they bump into his old statistics teacher, and Alf says, what are the chances? Oh, that's nice. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Lovely. Um, Is that real, then? That's a real thing? It's all true? It's all well. Well, it's Um, biography, yeah. Yeah, as much as um, any of our books are true. I think so. There is one person who comes up a lot in the book, and I believe this might be like a composite character. Although another mutual friend who's read the book says, "No, she's definitely real." But I'm like, "I'm in the book meeting this composite character at a party. I have no memory of this." Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I see. And you know, it's not like I was still drinking then, but I do remember everyone else I met at the party. So, okay, interesting. Yeah, I think it's got that sort of Deborah Levy. So I've never heard anyone taking a sabbatical from their marriage. I find that fascinating. There is another book, uh, The Break by Marion Keys, which mm, I love. Marianne have you Keys. read much? Yeah, Marianne? I have, but I've forgotten. Yeah, ages ago. But I love Marion Keys. I did Sunday brunch with her once, and she's so nice. Oh, amazing! Yeah, she's so nice. I, I need to pick a Marion Keys up again, actually. Well, I mm. recommend The Break, which I think might be other than like the Walsh Girls ones, one of my favourites because I love the main character Amy so much and. Amy's married to Hugh. Hugh's also really fit in the book. I really, mm. really fancied the idea of him. Yeah. But he goes to Amy one day and says, baby, I love you, but I need a year out. 
I'm losing my mind. And he's becoming increasingly kind of removed and remote and his father's died. And I think maybe his brother died. Well, there was another close friend died and he's really, he doesn't know how to grieve and, he's, and they're not really in touch anymore. And he's like, I want to come back to you, but I need a year out. I need to go away. And Amy is horrified. Yeah. Because it's and not the story we're told a lot, but... And yet, and thinks, you know, clearly you're not coming back. Why yeah. would you? How could you? Clearly this is it. And it's about how they navigate that, but it's told with lots of flashbacks. And because what I think she does so well is like the unreliable narrator. And you think Amy has been wronged. And then you learn more about the sort of the other things that have been happening in the run up to this. And obviously it has a happy ending. But again, she writes like kids, teenagers so yeah. well. Wow. They're really, really Oh, well I can't realized. wait to read that. Oh, I Luke, just, I I've got it. to, and I can't fly through it as well. It's the thing proper. is, I can't read for a bit. I can, oh, it's hard, isn't it, to fit everything in? But I'm going to start reading again soon. I go through massive, like, surges. When I've got deadlines on, I'm like, I can't do anything. And then, yeah, anyway, it'll be fine. And then, so, are you allowed to talk about your deadlines, or is it secret? No, no, secret no, it's projection. boring, boring, boring. Um, but, yeah, I love going on holiday and taking books, and then you read five, and then I won't read any for, you know, two months or something, but, yeah. So, I mean, this is something I feel quite evangelical about, and it's the book I'm working on at the moment where I sort of want to argue that I always just feel so much better for reading. Really? And I think even if you just do 10 minutes a morning, yeah. it sort of sets you up for the day and it stops me being on my it's phone. It's really hard when you've got uh, stand-up exercise, meditation, like all this stuff to do. I don't know. I'm going to a silent retreat soon for four days, but you can't read them when you're there. Oh, I've always wanted to go to a silent yeah. retreat. Have you been before? Never know. No. Oh wow! And did you? Did what a wasted always... opportunity! Just sitting around, not being able to read. <laughs> Absolutely livid with myself for making but that. But then, um, old Julia Cameron does that, doesn't oh, she? Yeah, she talks about having yeah, a reading yeah. fast, oh. which I've never done. I've never ever done the artist's way. I have filled my copy with post-its. Yeah, I've got sort of to like the second week. Mm. Um, I've had a couple of very bad artist dates and I'd be like, screw this. Yeah, I'm... same, 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 the artist date. Oh my God, there's so much time. <laughs> You've got to hang with yourself. Oh my God. I tried, I went to the Turner. Yeah. Um, and I felt very kind of like, oh, I'm a bad person because I'm not moved by the art and I just want to fiddle with my phone. And I think I was waiting for something or someone and yeah very waiting to your seventh book tale <laughs> come on the toothbrushes oh, no. um but yeah I just was very twitchy and unfocused and it's completely you know in neither my head nor my body and the mm. second time I thought I'm just going to do whatever the hell I want and what I want to do is I want to take myself to Canterbury I want to go to Wagamama and I want to have lunch in Wagamama on my own and order 10 things yeah and look at the chasses, play with the perfumes and Phoenix. That's a good day out. And then I was recording a podcast and it was supposed to be in the morning and it got rescheduled. And the only other time that person could do was that afternoon. Yeah. I have never forgiven them. I oh, won't say who they are. it's good to have some burning resentment. Yes. <laughs> really Fueled by that resentment and like all the dumplings and noodles I've never eaten and it's well, that you want person's Marian, fault. You want to marry and keys it and then see their side of the story, you know? Do you know what I mean? Yes, and I would probably find out yeah. that they had some really like serious and devastating yeah, exactly exactly also you can put your boundaries down and say no i'm going to fenex to smell the perfume but i guess you, you know in, the, in your heart of hearts you think that can wait yeah 
I think that's it. I was, well, but yeah, maybe I should do this. That's it. So I'm having a week off morning pages because. Do you I, do them every day anyway? I try to. That's yeah. amazing. Well, I do. I feel like they were just making things worse. Oh really? Oh my god. <laughs> I was so. It was like um, you know the Golden Cleric acceptance speech. I know problematic Father Ted, but I did love it so before. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so a sort of like three pages of bitter grumpy complaints oh yeah i should really i think i need to become more positive well no but it gets it out that's the thing imagine how much worse you'd be if you didn't get out but then i do flip it into gratitude so i have a lot of that depending on how i'm feeling and get it out on the page and then i flip it to gratitude so the last of 10 sentences (laughs) and it's like i'll have a little bitch to the page and then I'll be like, here's all the things I'm grateful for. And then it leaves you feeling up a bit, you know? I think that's a very smart way to do it. I thought I'll give myself a week that's, and then yeah. fresh start. Yeah, see how you feel. It's all an experiment. That's just the Lily Sanders way. Okay, so. <laughs> this is your next book? See ya. See ya. The Lily way. <laughs> Imagine. I'll take my money. It's one page it. long. <laughs> Who did that seagull behind you? Because it's really nice. I know it's not a podcast. Ah, but but really that nice. is an artist called Megan Metcalf. I love it. I love Megan Metcalf and her work, so well, I'm really happy to shouts. give her a yeah. plug. But yeah, yeah we won out. that in the That's in the win. Pride raffle. That's um, a really good win. Wow, so he gets one of my spirit animals, no big deal. Oh really, one of, one I'll of just, many. I'll, I'll leave that hanging there. <laughs> yes, yeah, seagull and a fox in the end. Uh, so we um, recorded a podcast with um, GBC Pierre, who wrote that book, Vernon God Little. Um, oh, I love that book. Ah, yeah. cool. So his new book. Oh, wow. And here we go. So this is um, Pierre's book, Big Snake, Little Snake, and Inquiry into Risk. And what it is about is the difference between countries where they're quite gaudy and I guess countries that are more into kind of the randomness of fate and chance and luck. Mm. And he talks about how it begins with him seeing he opens the door and he sees a snake unexpectedly i think he's living in mexico at the mm, time that makes more sense. <laughs> and then the mexican lottery i believe rather than choosing numbers you do choose animals and he it's a sign i'm going to put my money on the snake yeah um and it pays off snake wins big and he goes off on a trip it's sort of pursuing luck and chance and signs and Is so it he's a true story yeah wow i, I mean love it. i do, gosh i mean the funny thing about pierre he's great I mean, I, I suspect the weirdest things he tells are the true ones, but yeah. he is a, he does have a real eye for a, yeah. a story. I love that. That looked like it was printed on the shark. So when he said oh. he drew you a shark, that, that's great. He said, I will draw you a magic animal if you come and bite. Everyone gets their own magic animal. That's so that is your really next good. signing. Yeah, I'll do, I'll do my own thing. But um, yeah, I'll think of something similar. I don't want to rip him off, but yeah. Well, I'm sure. And also because... A lucky letter. <laughs> he so spent a lot of time in Australia and Mexico. He yeah. spent a lot of time in the... Um, sorry, the Margate, Thanet, Broadstairs area. Mm. Lucky animal range is going to be very different. For the listeners, should we just describe what happened there? So Davey punched her husband in the, in the, in the bits. <laughs> I think it's worth mentioning, isn't it? And he stood well, up. He's, he, he stood up again. <laughs> oh... He He's hadn't been standing down, up. Isn't I he? wouldn't have. He's allowed to you. sit down, isn't he? Let the man sit down again. So, a thing I always ask people is about like reading when you were a kid. Were there any books you remember like loving or hating? Or no, I wasn't a massive reader actually. I don't think. Um, yeah, I only found reading quite late in life. Actually, it's good stuff, you know. 
I hate that everyone's got a diagnosis nowadays, you know, because I just think everyone's got pros and cons to their personality. But I suspect, and I will never do a test, I suspect I'm severely ADHD <laughs> because I cannot sit still for, you know. So I think that probably impacted not wanting to sit down with a book, you know. And I think it's so interesting that now, in a way, I think it's really, really great that, you know, in theory, we acknowledge that there are so many yeah. ways of learning. And yeah, and I've always thought, you know, books like Wait For Us, my sister Maddie like, loves reading now. She did English literature at university and she's like, no, I hate it. Like when yeah. she told everyone she was doing English, we all thought she was taking the piss. Yeah, yeah. I wonder why she did it then. I don't think it helped her love of literature, mm. but it has yeah. sort of come to her now. Yeah, I guess when you're told to do something like so, my mum and stepdad really sort of valued reading. So I guess I went the other way. But then when you're older and you can decide, do you know what I heard once, which I think is brilliant, like this kid, um, the kid's parents said, if you're naughty, we're going to take your books away. Oh, It's really good, isn't it? So they, they learned to sort of value that. So it could backfire, but it's not a bad idea to try, isn't it? Well, that's what, when you know, I, my reading really got going when I was just very, very into filth. And I still am into filth. Oh, but yeah, yeah. even... Um, Jilly Cooper. Um, yeah. Who, now you sort of you do go back and you know. And what the thing that most disappointing for me about adult life is, people so rarely make puns during sex, which right. all Jilly Cooper characters do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is weird, isn't it? But I think I'd be a bit disheartened if someone made a pun. I think I think your mind's not really here. <laughs> <laughs> you, I've heard of laughing someone into bed, but not laughing someone in bed you know I think I don't know that's a pun <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> don't get too aroused <laughs> I mean I have made jokes in the arena but but I suppose perhaps it is because you know when I was uh you know young and confused it was a sex education that wasn't technical or shame-based and it was like it's nothing to be yeah. scared of it's jokes a go-go yeah have you got some good original books in there so we are looking at our old um Producer Dale and I have a ludicrous piece of furniture, which we think is a department store shop counter, which is possibly used to display ladies' gloves and Ooh. scarves in the 1950s. And it is full of um, P.G. Woodhouse books, beloved of Producer Dale. Hmm. And oh, you both like books. That's going to work. That's gonna <laughs> it does work. help with this podcast. That's lovely. Do you read to each other sometimes? I have been trying to campaign for this for yeah. some time and he's having none of it. Although right. I believe um, we had Jenny Eclair on and she said it in other interviews. So yeah. um, I know it's true that her and her partner, I think, listen to audio books at night, which I think is just lovely. Yeah, that's And nice. my dream is that we... Um, do that and we stop reading watching um the same episode of family guy that we've seen 27 times yeah. and listen to middlemarch but mm. well, he seems, yeah he seems on board i think it's me <laughs> i think i'm the problem here <laughs> there's never fancy middlemarch at 10 o'clock at night like bright soothing colors that's the pro- i think i've hit on something it doesn't have to be middlemarch the other audiobooks exist maybe are there any books that you would I think I'd love to like adapt or oh, read that's the audio a good of, question. Or... That's a good question. Well, do you know one of my favourite books is called was called Don't Hold Your Head Down. Have you read it? No. Oh my god, it is great. So it's by the journalist that started the No More Page Free campaign and managed to get um, tits out the papers. Oh, is that Lucy Ann Holmes? Yeah, yeah, and it's absolutely brilliant. It is. It, 
it's a manifesto I think for everyone like for I think they should give it to people in schools like 15 16 year olds because it's all about like not like knowing your body getting in touch with your body not tolerating stuff that doesn't feel right learning about your boundaries learning about other people's boundaries and respect but it's really funny as well oh my god I love that book and my friend Jessica Napier actually got to adapt that for tv and then they didn't want it in the end but um yeah so I thought that book was great what would I like to adapt I don't know I love the idea of taking something that isn't necessarily fiction and kind of finding a story to put within it a bit like um with everything I know about love that yeah I love that the, the book and the tv show are sort of kind of separate entities yeah I mean I'd like to make my book into a film or tv show obviously um be great and would you play you or would you cast you through I'll the ages I'll play young me but no, no I'll play I'll play old me or now me I did take a bit of my childhood and write a script it hasn't really gone anywhere but a script sort of based on that and then more fictionalized um about me going to live with my dad when I was eight which I didn't do but how like I go and help him sort of wheeling and dealing and stuff and um I really like that but I didn't get picked up actually but oh, that's such a great idea I want to see that I can't think of a book that you can't say your own answer can you I'm just trying to think of a book the thing is I read oh. stuff and forget but I think don't hold your head down was a great opportunity missed dads and wheeling and dealing um books i'd recommend on that yeah yeah it's a genre have you come across uh mickey berenyi who was in that band lush she has written a memoir called fingers crossed and it's great yeah and what's sort of mad about it and amazing is the most sort of gripping and like shocking bits of the book like her becoming a pop star is almost boring not boring at all but what her family are so just fascinating incredible and her father was sort of descended from like Hungarian nobility or royalty and her mother was I think also a Japanese aristocrat and movie star so she spent her summers with her mother in Hollywood driving around a massive Cadillac and like fabulous 70s sort of shag pile playboy mansion surroundings and then with her dad he was sort of living in a kind of squash off the Holloway Road and it was awful because she was horribly abused by her grandmother but these people because of sort of being born into nobility no one who was looking after her had any idea how to look after themselves because they just had servants the whole time and there's an amazing story where they go on this road trip back to Hungary I think to kind of see like the old family palace but to fund the trip her dad has bought all manner of like plastic tat from the Holloway Road and she has to kind of go out into like Italian piazzas and things oh and sort God. of sell them when she's like nine or ten to just pass us by. Um, other book is a novel by Nell Frizzell, who's a friend and I think she's wonderful. And it's called Square One. And it's about a heroine who, and it's so far so kind of mid-twenties, dumped, fired, life gone to shit, moved back home. But she has to move back home with her dad, mm. who is... In his early 60s and dating and his grown-up daughter is kind of cramping his style. I would love to see that on TV, I think. Do you know what I'd like? I've just remembered too. um, Such a fan age. I think that'd be a great film. That'd be such a good film. They've got to be adapting that, right? It's such a good book and it would be perfect for a film. All the sort of stuff that's sort of, you know, they're saying one thing but feeling another Mm. and, oh, yeah, I love that. And then what's the other? Oh, why be happy when you can be normal? That would be a bit of a bleak film but be really good I think oh, is that her memoir 
It's one of them. I think she wrote. Um, I think she wrote one, but she wasn't that honest because her mum was still alive. Mm. And then when her mum died, she wrote a really, really honest one, and I think it's better. Oh, I don't. Th- I think I've got a copy of that, and I've never read it. But maybe I will read. It's sort next. of it's uplifting and miserable at the same time because she really went through the ringer, and her mum was insane. But then the fact that she taught herself a different way to be is really inspiring. And she came out as gay, and her mum hated it, and. Yeah, as queer and, yeah, her mum was very religious and oppressive and, yeah. But, you know, you sort of think, well, it's probably not her fault, but, yeah, thank God she sort of, the cycle stopped with her, so it was really good. So I remember, I think Jeanette Winston was in the news quite recently because she burnt her own books. Oh, yeah. Was that Jeanette Winston? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone was, everyone needs to calm down. I mean, (laughs) grow up. Like, everyone was attacking her. It's like, God, it's just a little fun stunt. Don't worry about it, you know? I mean, I guess it's come to something where you get cancelled for burning your own books. Yeah, I mean, chill out. It's difficult, isn't it? Because I do think that, on the one hand, there is so much snobbery around, like, what we read and how we yeah. feel about it. And but also, but she's a... Everyone, why is everyone offended all the time? Like, get back in your house. Stop, like, looking to be offended. If it, There's always something to offend you. How about you just think everyone's living a different life? I don't know. Also, if you see, like, the childhood she had, I'm surprised she's not setting houses on fire. I think that's, yeah, the other thing as well, as someone who is grand as she is, and she has been, you know, writing books, and, you know, for she's a internationally recognized mm-hmm. and celebrated author and if she can't have a conversation with publishers her publishers about how she is kind of being packaged and sold and if she yeah. feels like belittled by that then you know someone somewhere is fucked up there's yeah like, there's a problem let her burn her books have a laugh no i suppose it's but you know kind of i think of the books i love and again it's that you know do you read middlemarch or do you read you know what you love and you know, I do think there are people who would just love reading, but they don't do it because they feel there are books that they feel like they should read, they don't want to read, and there are the books they want to read that they're kind of afraid to be caught reading. Everyone just be responsible for yourself. Like, don't worry what everyone else is doing. Like, you know, if I like the colour pink and everyone tells me pink is anti-feminist and you shouldn't be wearing pink, it's like, oh, I'll wear pink, it makes me feel nice. Don't Like, you can't be upset by something someone else is doing if... Just work on, like, solidifying yourself so you're not shaken around by someone else's choices, you know? I feel like Louise Hay is very good on this. Yeah. We've come full circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shame she's dead, but she did last quite a long time. And she had cancer or something. So she was really embarrassed, I think, because she'd been in the alternative world mm-hmm. for so long and healing and she had a terrible upbringing. And then she healed herself with all this stuff and then she did get cancer and she's like, oh, I couldn't tell anyone for ages because I thought maybe they'll think this stuff doesn't work. And then... She got better and she was fine. But I do think it's such a fascinating area about that kind of the brain-body link. And, mm. you know, God, I can only imagine what it's like to have cancer at all, but to have it knowing that you can't, you know, yeah. talk about it because you feel... You know that, that body brain. keeps the score, but... Yes, I was that, just going to That was that. apparently that, when it came out, didn't do very well mm. at all. And it was like 20, 30 years on that it did really well. I don't know if that's true. Um, did you read that amazing piece about it in New York Mag quite no. recently? And it was just about sort of that guy being, I think, quite controversial. Ah. And so many of his methods, like I think um, EMDR yeah. is sort of, I think he, his work, Bessel von, the, the man who wrote The Body Keeps yeah. the Score, which yeah. I'll put in the show notes. Um, 
I think that a lot of his work kind of possibly, maybe, led to the evolution oh, of wow, that. Oh, wow, wow. Um, but if people aren't ready for it, it's so depressing. Like Van Gogh, you know, didn't sell a painting at his time famously. And, you know, it's just so sad. Someone's like trying to help the society. Like, hey guys, look at this. Like, your body and brain are linked. And everyone's so angry about taking on change or like changing the system or whatever that how dare you because they want to give over their health to a medical professional or I don't know they're like this could be dangerous to listen to this guy and it's like no you're taking responsibility for your health I don't know people now even now get annoyed if you dare to suggest there's another way and it's not to say medicine's not great but it can go side and side by side along with something else I think that's it and that everyone is individual like Mm. you have no idea just what is going to work for you or isn't it like we're mm. becoming a very different podcast uh-huh. um, but, but I think you know books, it's books, books. <laughs> always fascinating and it's always great to keep an open mind like the books I love <laughs> books 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 by am anti-vax um, okay <laughs> joking I'm joking but um, one of my favorite books is uh the pursuit of love by Nancy Mitford and there's a character in that book called Davy. I don't know if you know no, um, but even on telly a little while it. ago but he's sort of obsessed with his health and he's always on very specific diets and it's like either milk is all he can have and it's all you eat or milk is like total poison the next day and his sort of his fascination with how to be healthy and changing your mind all the time Mm. and realizing there's nothing new we've always had questions and we've always tried to kind of to live better and Mm. these things sort of come back around um listeners who have read your book and loved your book and there will be listeners out there who are about to read your book and love your book is there anything that you'd sort of recommend you know reading next or even Um, oh Deborah Levy if you haven't um I'm trying to read sort of female authors really what else well that one I just said about um oh the Lucianne Holmes one yeah read that oh my god read that and then um, I'm gonna read that sounds great ages of no, Ages of Feelings, a play I saw. Bloody hell. Such a fun age. <laughs> Such a fun age. Such a fun age. Yeah. Um, but your listeners will know more about books than me. Oh, I don't know. And I think what's so lovely is every time I do this, like you have named so many books where I'm like, I don't know that, but mm. I want to. I'm getting We in all there. know I'm different books, I suppose. That's the and thing. Yeah. That's, you know, I think that's really exciting and that's why I do this so mm. because I want to know all the books <laughs> I won't rest until I've completed books uh-oh that's gonna take a, a while yeah. that's what my little brother asked when he was young once mom would I ever be able to read all of the books nah I find that really comforting I yeah think. I don't even don't even try my, don't even try my advice is don't even bother reading <laughs> I mean occasionally when I have my annual reread of Rachel's Holiday which I love I'm like I should possibly make some time to read a new mm. book I'm Like, but I love this book and it Aww. is a little bit different every time huge thanks to Lou What Is That Lady Doing is published by Blink and out now the audio is a treat or come to the Margate Bookie and she'll sign your copy your book is produced by Dale Shaw for New Alaska and created by Dale Shaw and me, Daisy Buchanan. To see all the books Lee mentioned, go to acast.com booked and you can shop a selection on our page at bookshop.org. Find us and follow us on social media at whybooked and if you're feeling especially generous, we would hugely appreciate a five-star review. As well as helping us, you could be helping a brand new listener to find their new favourite book. Finally, I leave you with this from Maeve Finchie. I don't have ugly ducklings turning into swans in my stories. 
I have ugly ducklings turning into competent ducks. See you next time.